podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast that finds the best betting value closer to the first shot being struck than anyone else. And a very good day to you all, late tea time potters around the world. And if you are around the world and not in the UK at the moment, um, you won't understand why I'm melting, because we don't do heat in the England very well, do we, DT? No, and we've been caught out because it's September. This isn't right, is it? We should be no. wrapping up, putting our heating on, but now it's so, boiling. It is uh, seriously hot in the UK at the moment. Probably not the same temperatures that you get elsewhere, but when it gets hot like this in, in England, it's that kind of sticky, <coughs> sweaty heat, isn't it? It's not very pleasant. So it's uh, very, very warm and very, very sunny, which is good. Then the last day of summer, though, is tomorrow. Yeah, so enjoy it while we can, eh? Yeah, so I'm going to go and roast myself tomorrow. And then... It'll be the snow and everything else soon. But anyway, we are back with you. We're kind of setting a trend. We're getting our own new niche in the world, aren't we, with Friday recordings. Um, Coming to you halfway through um, the uh, tournaments in progress. And the tournament we're talking about this week is the the Irish Open. And uh, DT, as I say, we are halfway through it. I'll give you the uh, top end of the, uh, the betting market as things stand right now. Um, we've got uh, Jordan Smith, 21 to 10. Um, Shibanka Sharma, he's 6 to 1. We've got Ross Fisher, 10s, 12 to 1 for Rory McIlroy, 14s for Shane Lowry. And uh, Guido Migliozzi is 18 to 1. The uh, top end of the leaderboard sees Jordan Smith, the, uh, the favourite there, leading. Um, he's level with uh, Shibanka Sharma at 13 under. Ross, Ross Fisher is 12 under. 11 under is uh, Hurley Long, and the rest uh, follow on from there. Uh, but we have left it until halfway through, DT, because, as I say, we have had success with that um, in the recent past. What good bets have you got up your sleeve today? Yeah, it's a bit of a curious leaderboard, that one. Um, I think the last couple of weeks we've been a bit spoilt by all the Ryder Cup hopefuls gathering yeah. at the top end, but this one's a bit random. Um, I mean, Jordan Smith's a very fine player, um, but he doesn't win very often, and um, I'm not sure I'd be wanting to back him at that price. I have to be honest, I have never heard of him. Okay. So as a well, floating... maybe, maybe that says something then, if you've not yeah, heard As a floating golf fan who is yes. predominantly a cricket uh, and football person, I have never heard of Jordan Smith. Yeah, his sort of reputation is very elite ball striker, but he can't putt very well. So with 36 holes to go... Uh, that'd be a bit of a reservation about that. By contrast, uh, Shibanka Sharma he is a very, very good putter. I think he's ranked first in putting so far this week. Was holding everything this morning on his opening nine. I think he was saying he held everything he looked at inside 10 feet. And by inside 10 feet, he probably meant actually 10 feet, not just yeah. like two feet. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was, if I was backing one of those two, I'd rather back him at six to one. I mean, it's a little bit forgotten that he, he he finished top ten in the Open in July from having never done anything in the majors. Um, he, he popped up, played a lot of good golf in 2017 and 18, won twice on the uh, then European Tour, DP World Tour. Now, um, but I don't know, a long way to go. I think those two at one point looks so those two might separate themselves, but I think. 
there's a chance to reel them in this weekend, so I'll be looking further down. Well, there was one big name that I read out in the prices there in terms of Rory McIlroy, but uh, I'm just going to open up my leaderboard a little bit further to scroll down to see where Rory is in these standings. And you have to go down quite a way, don't you, at the moment? He's kind of priced because of what he could do rather than because of what he is doing at the moment. Rory McIlroy, where is he? Is he four under, nine back, is he? I can't find him. He's not withdrawn, is he? Uh, let me just check. <laughs> so I watched him oh, play the final hole. Five under, three under, under tied 26. But he's, he's tied 26. But as I say, yeah. in the prices, he's uh, fourth favourite because of what he could do rather than what he has done. Yeah, I think with uh, Rory in these situations, it's normally the case of, um, well, if only he could hold a few putts, but his driving has been terrible or well below his standards so far this week. I think, although it's the Irish Open and he's won here before, and it's a big deal for him. I, I think ultimately he wants to get right for the Ryder Cup, which is coming up. And he he um he had a bad back, didn't he, last time we saw him at the Tour Championship? So I don't know if he's nursing that slightly. Um, but yeah, although he's done this in the past, he's also done it in the past not won from there. So I wouldn't be rushing to back him and, and probably more times than he's won from there yeah, yeah. and we only remember the good ones don't we this is late tea time the golf betting podcast prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the life md platform and are only available if prescribed subscription required individual results may vary additional restrictions apply at lifemd.com read all warnings before using glp1s side effects may include a risk of thyroid c-cell tumors do not use glp1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer if you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. At a similar price, and this is my first bet. Okay. Um, probably slightly bigger. Shane Lowry. Right. Well, I'll, I'll talk you through the, the sort of obvious cases. He's 90s, five shots back. This was the tournament that made his name when he won it as an amateur, famously at, at those huge odds, 500 to 1. Uh, so that was back in 2008. Uh, was it nine? Uh, and, yeah, something about playing in front of Irish fans. Obviously, when they opened up Port Rush in 2019, that's definitely the right date. Um, so he comes alive in this. And just looking at his stats... Um, in the second round, he hit 12 or 14 fairways. Now, scoring's been easy, but on this course, if you do miss the fairway, you can, you can get into trouble. There's quite a lot of water around and some awkward lies. So he's hitting it far better than McIlroy off the tee. Uh, so I like him better for that. But I think the big X factor with uh, Shane Lowry is the fact that he has just been given a wild card pick and we always talk about sort of golf being a sort of psychological game in the head and everything. Um, so, I mean, you could argue he's got his pick. 
it can relax. But the other side of that is there was some discussion, and he would have been aware of it, that did he fully deserve it? Had he done enough? Did Adrian Moronk maybe deserve mm-hmm. Were there others who should maybe have got in ahead of him? It probably wasn't going to happen. But just that, you know, some players are an absolute lock to get wild card picks because they've come into great form. They've got huge status in the game. For whatever reason, they haven't quite automatically qualified. But he slightly been dawdling a bit this year. So when that happens, you get this effect where you've been given the pick, but you really want to justify, you want to show why. And I think this is the perfect event for him. This, this is my thoughts pre-tournament, so I'm not surprised that he's right up there. And I think it's definitely playing out. So I'm interviewed after, after round two today, just this evening, and he sounded pretty confident that he, he could make a run. I just think that's really sort of part of the the process of what he's thinking uh, this weekend that, that yeah I've been given a wild card pit I'm going to show you why you are you've used, you've used your 50-50 DT it is who wants to be a golfing millionaire Shane Lowry won the Irish Open as an amateur in 2008 or 2009 which was it uh, 8 9 <laughs> <laughs> you can't just say both it was 2009 you win yes. the prize anyway because I'm a okay. kind I'm a yeah. kind host. No. So Shane Lowry goes on to our uh, late tea time betting slip. He's 14 to 1, DT. You're right. He was, uh, he's two points yeah. higher in the market than Rory. Yeah, I mean, he's he's had him on the leaderboard. Um, he's just playing better so far. Yeah, Rory could turn it around suddenly. But, um, yeah, I think Lowry just offers a better bet and he's just got that extra sort of justifying my card motivation. It's not long till the Ryder Cup, is it? September the 25th, mm-hmm. um, it kicks off or tees off, um, which is only, what, uh, 17 days away, isn't it? That's uh, yeah. crept, up, crept up on me very quickly, that. Uh, uh, and it's, it surprised me, actually, because um, the, uh, the wildcard picks have only just been picked, haven't they? It hasn't given them long to uh, cancel their holidays or do anything. You'd imagine they haven't actually booked a holiday <laughs> during the Ryder Cup, but uh, yeah. they've got to make arrangements and say, right, I'm off... Uh, we, we, well, we are going because it's usually the wives as well, isn't it? Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's the thing. It, it is close. It's not like they've made these wild card picks for something that's happened in December. Shane Lowry wants to show why he's been yeah. given a pick. Andy knows he's got to up his game a bit to be ready and to be part of that European team who hopefully can bring it back um, in a few weeks' time. So, yeah, it's, a, it's all good Good reasoning why he, he wants to really put on a show this weekend. Shane Lowry, onto the Late Tea Time betting podcast slip. And uh, you got two picks for me this week. What is your second pick? Yeah, it's always tempting, isn't it, to look at some one way back at crazy odds. But the other one I like is Callum Hill, the Scotsman. Uh, he's in fifth place. He's uh, just three shots back, um, which is very retrievable. So if you look at his form uh, over the last few years. So he, he won the Kazoo Classic, which was in England. Then the first of his three Challenge Tour wins came in Northern Ireland. So he's played well on, you know, in Ireland. We're in, that was in Northern Ireland. We're in, we're in the island of Ireland this week. Uh, so he clearly likes the kind of home events, homish events to him. He, did, You know, it's not like he's winning in far-flung places around the, the DP Tour world, visits like South Africa or somewhere like that or in the Middle East. So he, he, his winning has been done 
in these sort of tournaments. And if you look through his results lately, he's, he's, he's gone a bit feast or famine, so he's either missing cuts or he's playing really well. He's got a third and a fourth and a tenth. So when he's one of these, when he's on, he's on. Yeah. Um, so look at again, look at his stats this week. He's he's first in driving accuracy, first in sand saves, six in putting. And then if you look at his round today, 65, he had three eagles on his card, which is some going. Wow. Yeah. That takes some doing. Yeah. Two on par fives. And I think he's he's played the par five second best out of anyone. This is where you can really make your score on this course. So he's finding so, for example, McElroy, you look at his card, it's fairly sort of flat. There's, it's just lots of pars and a few birdies, whereas Callum Hill is really getting those you know, birdies and eagles going. So he's finding scoring fairly easy. Yeah, the odd mistakes creeping in, but um, just for what we're seeing this week, I think it really helps if you are getting those little leaps via eagles or constant birdies, tick, you know, ticking your scorecard over. Uh, so, yeah, he's a player I like, Callum Hill, and he can get 28. So do, you, do you want to confirm that? Because it seemed a bit... I, um, I've just had a look, and the biggest price I could see for Callum was 20... Well, 23. That was win only uh, with yeah. Betfair. You could get 20s with spread X, um, and generally right. speaking, it's 18s across the rest of them. Yeah, spread X were going 28 just before we recorded yeah. this. I think they've come into line a little bit. Anything around 18s, 20s, um, I think he's a good each-way bet. Um, Would you like to take on a Callum Hill quiz? (laughs) Yeah, why not? Go on. Um, Callum Hill, um, he is... Well, first of all, I'll give you a a year either side of this for the first point. How old is Callum Hill? Not very good on Callum Hill. Um, He is... uh, He's fairly young, would he be... He's still in his 20s, I think. Um, 28. You're not very good at him, but you got him on the nose for two points there. Double bubble. There you go. Um, Callum Hill did not go to... He's from Scotland, as you mentioned. Kirk yeah. Coldy in Scotland is where he was born. But he went to uh, university in a completely different part of the world. Where did Callum Hill go to university? Well, it's going to be in the United States. That's pretty easy. I thought you were going to ask me where. Well, you're wrong. What? It's, well, um, it, it, Cal Hill attended the Western New Mexico University in Silver City, New Mexico. Well, where's New Mexico? I don't know. I was just doubting myself there. <laughs> is New Mexico in the US? <laughs> or, um, or is it near yeah. old Mexico? <laughs> Not in Mexico, is it? There's people in the US screaming at me now. <laughs> I do apologise. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, well, you got two out of two then. Your final question on um, Callum Hill. Um, how many wins has he had on the European Tour? Oh, I know that one. Um, it's just the one. Very well played. Three out of three. You go to the top of the Callum Hill class. Yeah, not bad. It's just that New Mexico one. Where is New Mexico then? I don't know. There are people shouting at us, DT, I'm sure, at the moment, as they listen to the uh, Late Tea Time podcast this week. I've like double... I've been thrown into doubt. New Mexico is um, just south of Albuquerque, next to, in between Arizona and um, Amarillo. Show me the Texas. It's down that way. Yeah, it's obviously... Texas is just north of Mexico, isn't it, so... 
uh, New Mexico. Yeah. It's on the way to Amarillo, yeah. as they sang. Yeah, riddled with some doubt there, weren't we, for where we were? It was but... the word Mexico, the name Mexico that was in the title of it. Yeah. But yeah, that's where he went to university. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, he's had a, a rounded education, but as, as I say, he just seemed to enjoy winning um, in sort of England and Ireland. It'd be quite a cool thing that if you're quite good at golf or any sport really and an American university says, Yeah, come and come and live over in New Mexico for four um, years. Totally envious of their college system. Uh. Um on all levels as a fan as well. But I've got a few mates who've been to American University and they just totally buy into all the sports there. Yeah. You know, support there's a lot of rah rah rah, isn't there? And yeah. pom poms well, and everything. Here yeah. it's a bit of a sort of side thing, isn't it, really? Yeah. Where yeah, in the you- States it's the thing. If you're good at a, at a university in in the UK, you're basically trying to spend your time at university getting a professional contract somewhere. Um, I'm thinking cricket, but the universities don't hardly play cricket anymore. Well, they, yeah. they still do, but not to the same standard. And they're just desperately trying to get a county contract or something off the back of that. The same, you know, if you're an intelligent footballer, there's not many of those about, but if you're at university, you'll be playing football and going back to play and be it, yeah, the, the university uh, system in in the states is a totally different beast, isn't it? Good in I think Japan, it's massive crowds. Yeah, it's good in Japan as well. Um, yeah. It produced Mitoma of Brighton, didn't it? He was at yeah. uni in Japan. This is late tea time. The last word in golf betting with James Butler and Dave Tyndall. Anyway, so that is um, our geography lesson. We've had a Callum yeah. Hill lesson. Um, and uh, we also got, well, three-ish picks this week because you did mention that if you're going to pick one of the two top-tier um, players, yeah. going to go with Shibanka Sharma um, to win. He's 6-1 to one, if you think he can hold on for uh, the next two rounds in the Irish Open. Shane Larry, though, he's 14-1, to one, um, trying to prove something off the back of his wildcard selection for the Ryder Cup. And then you've got Callum Hill, who we've learned a lot about on the Lake Teton podcast this week. Um, he's 20 to 1. So good luck with that. If you follow DT, um, gamble responsibly, please. And uh, good luck with all of your bets as we go through the uh, the remainder of the Irish Open. Um, we are not too far away from the, um, as we mentioned, the Ryder Cup DT. So um, are we, I, I presume we're going to be doing a, a bit of a special Lake Teton pod around those, are we? Yeah, I'll have to sort of think of the way to do that's so obviously it takes place over Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Mm. Uh, so there's a lot of time in the build-up um, when other markets will be available when you're guessing top point score and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously there will be a lot of interviews taking place. There'll be a lot of rumours about who might be paired with who. So maybe we could do one before all the pairings are announced. It's quite special. We, we can't, we've got to do something good for it, haven't we? Yes. So in, in, a, in terms of golf, obviously we've got the Masters, we've got the uh, the Open in England, etc. But as a team event, the Ryder Cup is just incomparable, isn't it? Yeah, there's a lot of non-golf fans who tune in for this one because they, they love yeah. it. And um, good to see that it, you know it's not been decimated by a complete split um, between uh, the regular tours and live golf. I know there's there's a lot of give live golf people saying so-and-so should have been picked, um, but they haven't. So we shall see. Um, is, but it yeah, Brooks, is it just Brooks? Brooks Koepka has been picked, yeah. yeah but then there's others saying Patrick Reed should have been picked and mm. DJ for what you know, he's done in team events. But Yeah. 
because uh, Rory was quite um, vocal, wasn't he, about the fact that he, th- he didn't think they should go anywhere near it. But obviously the US yeah. have gone their way and uh, and the UK, have, Luke Donald, have gone a different route, haven't they? But that obviously was a- when, they, when they went to live, that was obviously part of the yeah. deal that they had to take into account. Well, we might not be in the Ryder Cup team, so... I think there you mentioned you that in the in the Netflix thing, Brooks Kepka Brooks Kepka talks about the Ryder Cup and so did um uh Ian Poulter, didn't he? That was a big part of his um episode, wasn't it? That yeah. the Ryder Cup was probably gonna be gone for him. But for the um but for the European players, a lot of that, that team that were aging, like Poulter, Westwood, yeah, um Garcia, they were kind of coming towards the end of their Ryder Cup careers. Whereas you, whereas the Americans People like DJ and Patrick Reed have still got plenty in them in theory. Mm. But obviously, Zach Johnson seems to be happy with who he's picked. And there's quite a bit of controversy in there with Justin Thomas getting picked as well. And a few people yeah. saying it's a bit of an old boys club and everything. And Keegan Bradley saying he felt like an outsider. But um, yes, but all those little sort of rumours and, and sort of team dynamics are fascinating because... You aren't just picking the twelve best players on paper, are you? You're picking, you're trying to pick a team to win, and team dynamics can take on all sorts of little. And if if you're the captain, you don't get many times as captain, do you, of the Ryder Cup team? And do you, you want to pick a side or a team that can, that's proven? And if you got a kind of a, a bit of a toss up between two players, and one's been there before, won Ryder Cup points, and been a bit of a star of the show, and the other one's a, a, a fresher. Um, you, you're going to go with the tried and trusted, aren't you? Yeah, there's that, and then there's other angles where there could be one who's just a bit kind of a bit kind of quiet and not a cheerleader in the yeah in the dressing room, and then there's others who play well with another partner, obviously. So they sort of you know it's an obvious hmm. pairing together. So there's loads to think about. Um, so if you if you've gone through the season going rah 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 on every fairway, slapping your um, your partner on the back, then that's the brownie points for the Ryder Cup. It all helps, yes. Yeah, but... We'll see, but I mean, the bottom line is the Americans haven't won an away match since 1993. So it's up to them to prove why they're favourites. Are they deserved favourites, you think? Well, I wouldn't be backing them. They've got a useless record on the road, absolutely terrible. Um, so... And it's the same argument every year. Yeah, but they're better. Look at them. Look at them on paper. The miles better. Yeah. Yeah. Not on paper, yeah. is it? We'll finish, we'll finish this podcast on that note. Yeah. yeah. To the Americans. With a new soundbite. <laughs> so, um, always, always back there. If you can back a sort of a, a very basic rule of thumb in the Ryder Cup, if you can back the home team odds against, you're going to do very nicely. You, you asked me recently if I had to pick a Sophie's choice between Victor Hovland and Colin Morikawa. Um, who would I choose? I know who I'll be choosing during the Ryder mm. Cup. I've got yeah. Victor on my uh, on my uh, team list that week. Absolutely, no split loyalties for you there. No, so I'm sorry, Colin, if you're watching, and I know you do. Um, but uh, we will uh, be very much behind Victor Hovland. Uh, and apologies to anybody in America watching, but uh, it's the Ryder Cup. We're going to be supporting Europe, obviously. Anyway, thank you very much for watching, and thank you, DT, for your time as always. Cheers, James. uh, This has been a sports broadcast media production. Please, as we say, gamble responsibly, everybody, and enjoy the golf. We'll see you again next week. Cheers, everybody. Bye. Always gamble responsibly. Visit begambleaware.org for more information.
Social Podcast Network.